Welcome to the Texas Ag's Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach, and coming up on the program, we'll look back on A&M's 24-17 win over South Carolina last Saturday at Kyle Field, which made it four straight wins for the Aggies and moved the season record to 4-1 and and 2-0 in the SEC. A&M found itself down by 10 points. That's two straight weeks, double-digit deficits. Late in the third quarter, but A&M rolled in the fourth, thanks to a pair of Keith Ford touchdowns and a defense that gave up just, get this, seven total yards in the final period. They sacked Gamecocks quarterback Jake Bentley four times in the fourth quarter. Defensive end Landis Durham had two sacks and currently is fourth in the nation with five and a half sacks. Linebacker Otaro Alaka also contributed a couple of sacks and five tackles for loss in the game. Coming up next, of course, it is Alabama week, and it's Alabama Crimson Tide, the number one ranked Crimson Tide coming in, and they've outscored their SEC opponents. They're 2-0 in the SEC, outscoring their opponents 125-3 in the last two weeks. It's Vanderbilt. In Ole Miss, the game is set to kick off Saturday, 6-15 at Kyle Field. We'll be broadcast nationally on ESPN. We'll be joined during the hour by Texas columnist and Heisman voter Owen Buchanan, former A&M quarterback and longtime college football coach Jimmy Wright, and Sam Kahn, college football writer for ESPN.com. That's all coming your way next on the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Check out the Groupon app where you can save up to infinity, theoretically speaking. Actually, you can save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Suppose you saved $10 on tacos and took that $10 and used it to get more great restaurant deals on Groupon, like Italian or Chinese. Pretty soon, you could save a ton. Brunch? Check Groupon. Dinner plans? Check Groupon. Hungry? Use the top-rated Groupon app to save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. Why have over 3 million guys switched to Harry's Razors? Because at Harry's, we give you less. We make just one razor with five German-engineered blades. All you need for a smooth and comfortable shave. And we got rid of upcharges. By owning the factory and cutting out the middleman, we're able to sell our high-quality blades for ridiculous prices every day. Now we're dropping the ridiculous sound effects guy. Wait, why? Not everyone can give you high quality and an amazing price. Harry's. One perfect razor. None of the extra noise. As a special offer for radio listeners, get an $18 shave set with an added bonus for free when you visit harrys.com and use code 5252 at sign up. 
Just cover a few bucks for shipping. That's harrys.com, code 5252, to redeem your shave set. Again, it's harrys.com, code 5252. Please note, no sound effects guys were harmed in the making of this radio recording. Back, Gabe Bach with you. It's the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's look back before we go forward and break down AM and Bama by looking on uh, by looking at that 24 to 17 win over South Carolina. We're joined for a segment in studio by our columnist and Heisman voter, Mr. Olin Buchanan. Oh, be another uneven, inconsistent showing from this young AM football team. But the good news is AM turned it on over the last 20 minutes of the game on Saturday, scored the final 17 points pull off a comeback win and look like they just physically overmatched South Carolina in the trenches. South Carolina had some injuries there. 24-17 was the score. A couple of notes here as we get into your commentary. A&M gained 153 yards and scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter alone. Both were touchdown runs by Keith Ford. Kellen Mond ran for 52 and passed for 63 in the fourth quarter. So really nice spark from him that you got as he continues to develop. But the story, in my opinion, was the A&M defense. Seven yards allowed in the fourth quarter, minus two allowed in the final five South Carolina drives. They sacked Jake Bentley seven times, four in the fourth quarter, and allowed 23 net rushing yards in the game, 81 yards before sacks. And that's now four straight wins, OB. As you look up, they weren't easy. None of them were. But 2-0 and here in SEC play. And up next, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Had a lot of sacks appeal in that game. <laughs> um, That's right. Otara Laka was uh, amazing. Probably had his best game as an Aggie. Yes. Including that Liberty Bowl. Oh, yeah. Uh, play, he played great. Uh, the, the, like you said, the pass rush was the difference. Uh, I would like to, to feel like that that's a huge reason for optimism. They now have 20 sacks, I think, it, it is the case. We you alluded to yes. it though. We have to we have to acknowledge that that South Carolina offensive line uh, had three backups that that had to start. You know, three one guy one of the guys Wes got, Helms got, didn't got hurt, even play. Did, didn't even show up. Another yeah. guy was hurt. Another guy got hurt early in the game. Mm-hmm. So you were you were playing against an offensive line that when they're healthy are bad is suspect. Right. And then they so uh, but you know what. You have to look at just the situation, play the hand you're dealt, and A&M went out there. And the fourth quarter, I thought, played, if not their best quarter of the season, their second. But maybe that second quarter against UCLA was better. But uh, they just were a, a dominant football team. What I was also, from the offensive side, so impressed with in, this, in, the, in that fourth quarter was – so many opportunities, you made a big play and got it taken away, and reasons to fold, reasons to, you know. You like got a holding penalty with Buckley. A, a holding penalty. Target. Take that, take away. So you run it in for a touchdown, you get a targeting, have that taken away. So what do you do? Takes you two plays, you score again. Right. You know, stuff like that. They just uh, uh, overcame any kind of adversity at all. Uh, Mon played great. You know, they're looking at a uh, – what was it? A second long, I think, and uh, on that drive, and he hits Damian Ratley across the middle for twenty-four. Yes, a third and long on the on the drive that ended up giving them the lead. You hit uh, Jamon Osmond for twenty-one on, on an NFL throw. That was a an great NFL throw. throw and an NFL catch. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I thought it might. The I thought it might get catch. get intercepted at right. the best. I, it, it looked like it might be an incompletion, and yet Kellamon put that through the tightest of windows, and yep. and Osmond, who had in the first game, had trouble holding on to the ball, made a big-time catch, showed great concentration to make that catch. So what I would be most um, what I'd be most encouraged by is the offense in the fourth quarter fully acknowledging that defense was the, was the big difference. But what I really feel good about moving forward was the offense in the fourth quarter making plays after big plays had been taken away. Yes. Not being deterred. Yep. Well, and this is episode, uh, example eight. And that 10, was not 12. a that was not a reference to Will Muschamp. <laughs> yeah, that was deterred. Deterred, not deterred. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good point. And uh, yeah, so Will Will's Will's got a loss on his he resume like, here he at co- like College Station. College yeah. Station. Uh, and that's example. I kind of like having you come here. That's example what 
15 of Kellen Mond coming back from adversity. And all of a sudden, the targeting takes away. Boom, a touchdown uh, is taken off the board for the second straight week. This one by a and own uh, doing, although you could argue that that was shoulder first. But at the same time, he did lead forward, and they got a player safety and everything else. So you take that, whatever your opinion is of Buckley's play, it's 50-50 down the middle, I think. Uh, if you look at a lot of people, that a lot of people don't believe that was targeting. But at I the think same if time, the same play had been had been made on reverse uh, uniforms, that yeah. everybody here would be cry, would be screaming for a penalty yeah. to be called. I mean, he did lead with the crown of his helmet. So, so and, and and top of the face mask equals crown. Anything from there, yeah. that's crown of the helmet. And that's that's what happened. So anyway, it's Mon coming back from that. It's Mon on second long hitting Ratley. It's Mon. Uh, after the target, coming right back the very next play and running for the first down. So we're getting a fresh set of downs anyway. Right. And then it was Keith Ford time. I believe Mon had two carries that, you know, I guess counted as three, but one was the sack. So he had two actual carries in the first half, if, my, if I looked at the stats right. And his legs got A&M going, even in the third quarter. They didn't have much going. The crowd really wasn't into it until about the six or seven, about the six-minute mark of the third quarter. And it got loud because A&M started playing ball, especially defensively. And that's when Kyle Field's at its best when A&M's playing good defense. A&M's defense is at its best when the crowd's fully in it. And they played off of each other, and that was special. But it all got going because Kellen Mond started running the football. And that opened up the pass, and that opened up the backs like Keith Ford. Mon's legs was a huge difference in this game. And them unleashing that Mon's legs and allowing them to just go play ball, I believe was the move of the game. In this well, game. I think that for his entire career, Mon's legs are going to be a big reason for his success. And I think that's what scares a defense about him and will continue to, is you're saying, hey, you know, this guy throws the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. But if we just back off in coverage, uh, you know, he can uh, – you know, he can sidestep a rush and, and take it. Or if we decide to run the zone read or whatever, he can keep it and, and, and really make you pay for overplaying a, a running back. It gives you – I hear him say it's like putting an extra an extra player on the field for your offense, and it's really true. Right. And I think if you have that kind of, uh, that kind of weapon – you have to use him. Our thanks to OB. When we come back, we'll get the coach's take. James Wright Jr., Jimmy Wright, will join us in studio next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Sags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you and joined in studio and time to spend a couple of segments with our coach here on the Texas Maroon and White Report and a regular contributor with us. Long time Bryant-era quarterback way back when in the mid-50s at A&M and spent many decades coaching college football at Mississippi State, Texas Tech, and Tennessee, Wichita State. And he joins us right now, Jimmy Wright. Let's talk about that South Carolina win and what's working for the Aggies here through five games. Jimmy Wright's with us in studio. Start with a A&M's four-game winning streak right now. It hasn't always looked pretty, but and it didn't always look pretty the other night. You deal with that when, you, right. when you're dealing with a young team. But at the same time, there's a lot of reasons for hope and optimism with this team moving forward. Uh, there's there's a, a lot of hope because <clears throat> after such a terrific loss against UCLA – They bounced back. They found a way to fight. And before we get into how A&M beat South Carolina and how well some of the players played on defense and offense, I want to give credit to the 96,000, 97,000 people there at A&M because that crowd, the way that they turned our football team and our coaching staff and everybody in that whole stadium – I'm not going to just round it off at 96, 600 and stuff. 97,000 people, and I want to congratulate them for their great support. I'm not saying if we played in South Carolina, Gabe, that we wouldn't win. I'm saying that they helped this team become more energized, give more effort, and, and know that they got a Really great crowd behind. That's the best I've seen in a long time. 
Yeah, it really is. It really was good. Well, and when you play defense, the crowd's going to get amped yes. up. And when the crowd gets amped up, the defense does too. Now so it works hand in hand. That's and in right. the fourth quarter, the crowd was absolute bonkers. Yep. And guess how well the defense played? And as the, good as I'd seen them play in seven years. Uh, we have not played that good and had that many sacks. And, and I really think that, that it goes back now to the UCLA and those five possessions that Josh Rowan had that we didn't blitz. We played a 3-2-6, that's 11, covering most of the areas back there. And we should have blitzed him like we did Bentley. Right. And, yes. and Chavis, I think he learned a lesson at his age. And if he's going to play, he takes out uh, Kiki, the uh, offensive tackle, leaves Henderson over the center at nose guard, has Landis Durham on the right, Gerard Johnson in the other way around. Durham on the left and, and Gerard Johnson on the right. Yep. And then he's got stunts between 25, 42, and the down people. And they, those five people probably was the greatest help that the secondary got the whole game. See, because they put pressure on Bentley, and that was a great move by Chavis to do that in blitz. And it really looked uh, – it energized the defensive team. It really did. And if a, if South Carolina were able to run on A&M's defense, then you couldn't just pin your ears back and get home on the quarterback, right? So A&M's ability to stop a couple of pretty good backs, though a very weak and porous and injured offensive front – certainly helped things for te for Texas A&M and made life very difficult on the ground for South Carolina. I think they've got talented backs, weren't able to run the ball, and then all of a sudden, they and, and then they got behind. Uh, but, you know, well, only seven points. They still could have run, but they, as someone said after the game, couldn't do it. They just realized they were not going to run tonight. Yes. And became just a pass-only team, and that made life easier for and, a &M. and it made it made it easier for, for John Chavis to call his three – Whatever you want to call it, it's not a three-four, but it's a three-two-six, and and that defense really and when he blitzed, they really really got after the quarterback, and every head coach is playing another team, you don't want to have their star players or the star lineman or their best lineman or their best receiver game injured, but South Carolina did have some injured people. It wasn't that we did not play well, coach. We really played great in that last quarter and a half or last uh, quarter and five minutes. And I thought it was a very good win. And uh, I really liked the way that uh, <clears throat> we handled the clock at the end. Uh, I, me, mm -hmm. myself, I would have preferred us to go ahead and try to score or kick a field goal to make it a 10-point lead or 14 where it's out of reach. And you don't have to worry about that last minute and 50 seconds or whatever it was. Yeah. Thought Otara Laka played the best game I've ever seen him play. I, I've got the, the, the defensive people. Otara Laka played his best game. The He reacted quicker and faster than I've seen him in any time in his three and a half or four years here. He reminded me of that win whenever he diagnosed the play as a run and either took gap one, gap two, or gap three. Uh, he really He really looked quick, aggressive. Uh, very, very uh, sure of himself on the field. Yeah. And, and I think uh, Dotson was the second leading. I think I think uh, uh, Atora had nine tackles, and, and Tyrell Dotson had five, which was good. They both played good now. Mm -hmm. And my boy Anthony Hines got to play some yeah, he at did. linebacker. Yeah, he did. I like that little three-man rotation they've got going right now. But uh, Laka, you know, he played as a freshman. He was healthy and he played well. He showed signs. Remember, he was good against Missouri late, good against LSU late, really good in the bowl game, Liberty Bowl. Then he was hurt that right. next year. Last year, still coming off the injury and playing Mike, which definitely is not his best position. So Dotson has aided Alaka in a big way. And then he's five games into playing the Will linebacker right. spot. Now totally comfortable playing that position. Now you're seeing he, the success. Uh, he looks quicker and faster on the field than he's looked any time, uh, even back when he was a freshman his first year. And I know he had some distractions when he got hurt and had some things within the family. Yep. But now he's playing football, and, and that's number one. He's going to class. Uh, I just thought both he and 25 played good. I thought when uh, Anthony Hines came in, he showed a lot of speed and quickness. 
he can flat run. Yes, he can for a big guy too. And, and he really, really looks like a, a good talent for down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Guy with his frame and the ability to run like that, and, I can't wait to see what he looks like. You know, even four or five games down the road, much less in a year. Uh, I, I just think that he's got that natural ability to read that it's a run, it's going off tackle, read a run, it's going wide, and he takes off, and he's got flashes of really, really quick burst, quick speed, and uh, can get over there. He, he's not he's not sitting there getting fooled when the quarterback rides a tailback, then he's sitting on the line of scrimmage, and the passer drops back, and he's still sitting there. He's not doing that. He, he's reacting to a pass defense. He, he's really a good – he's a good prospect. We'll have more with the coach after this. It's the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. I have to get to sleep. Tom had a stressful day, and now he can't shut down at bedtime. Need sleep. To fall asleep fast, millions of people turn to Unisom Sleep Gels. They're non-habit-forming and quickly help you sleep soundly so you wake recharged. Mm. Tom? (sighs) Unisom Sleep Gels. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed. Active ingredient diphenhydramine hydrochloride. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Lightning. Hey, bud. Joe Pal Lightning. I was just hanging out in the old cloud of rue here. I thought I'd give you a call. <laughs> I hope you're still not sore about that time I uh, deep-fried your big-screen TV with that bolt. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to pay you back for that one, <laughs> for sure. Uh, a little short on cash at the moment, but uh, any day now. <laughs> yep. Well, anywho, talk later. Lightning won't pay for the damage it causes. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TexAgs Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TexAgs.com, what are you waiting for? TexAgs.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TexAgs. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TexAgs.com. Allergy sufferers? The name's Nigel. I'm a well-educated owl, therefore well-versed in the difference between what's wise and unwise. Talking like a pirate on a job interview. Unwise. Using Zizol for 24-hour relief of your allergy symptoms? Quite wise. In a clinical study, 90% of allergy sufferers who use Zizol felt powerful 24-hour relief after just one day. So for continuous allergy relief, don't be unwise. Be wise all. Take Zizol. Use as directed. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabet on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Texas Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network, Gabe Bach with you, and let's look ahead to Alabama and let's come up with a blueprint for hanging with the Crimson Tide, making it a four-quarter football game with Jimmy Wright back with us in studio. Well, you can need that mobile quarterback. Sometimes that can give Bama fits, though um, in recent years they've done a pretty good job on that. Deshaun Watson's uh, gotten his fair what? share, though, and yeah. several others have too. Uh, we all know what Johnny was able to do to him. So well, elite like mobile dual-threat quarterbacks can have success on this defense. Uh, it, the defense for Alabama and the defense for A&M, if you have a really good dual quarterback that can really run good and pass very effective with the type of passing offense they put in. And Hurts is that kind of guy. I've never seen a guy that – makes it look so easy when he drops back and when he runs, he's like he's just floating down through the secondary. And I haven't seen uh, – Johnny Manziel really ran great. This guy, this kid just runs effortless. Right. Really effortless. And, and you think you're going to get a good lick on him, but you don't. I mean, you have to drag him down with his feet, you know. Remember how effortless um... – 
Eric Dickerson used to run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and it, and his uh, his he comes back to the huddle and he's not even breathing hard. You yeah. Know? And, and, like a gazelle. And he's, he's really a good. Uh, he's really a he, and he's improved in his passing. And and like you and I talked privately here, to me, if I was A&M's football players, I would really want to play against Alabama. I would really want to practice hard, study all the charts, uh, have the scout team really do a great job of doing the plays that Alabama runs, the passes they run, all the situations, and really get ready because this would be a game that you that you dream about, Gabe, when you're mm-hmm. 18 and down, 18 back to 12. You say become a first-rounder. That's right. If you're Christian Kirk or Monty Watts, you got to be just – so incredibly excited about opportunities like this. The and, whole and, world watching. And you got to be organized excitement in your within yourself. Sure. sure. You got to have great composure, but you but the biggest thing is if you really study and know every play inside, off tackle, outside that they run from every formation and you execute and give effort and energy, A&M will be in this game. And it's the same old thing that you and I have talked about forever is how much are we going to expect of Kellen Mond? And, and like I was going to tell you, the number one thing, I was going to say it starts with the R, ends with the N, and it's got a U in the middle. Yeah, I'd like to buy a vowel. Pat. Yeah, and he's got to <laughs> run, and he's got to get ready to run because that what that's what – <clears throat> makes our offense go. And I'm not four for four passing in the fourth quarter the other day, but he had five carries for 52 yards right. in the quarter. He had two carries for 12 yards in the first half, for, not counting his sack. Yes. And when they open up his legs, and I know I understand that Jake's still hurt. I get it. And you don't have much behind him because you want a redshirt Blumrick, and Starkle's not ready yet and coming back from that uh, ankle. ankle. So now you're talking about walk-ons. Right. And I understand the need to protect him, but – you can't beat Bama without using Mon's number one tool, in my opinion. It's going to take a perfect game anyway. But what, look at what Mon was able to do in the second half against South Carolina. That's not Alabama defense. I get that, too. But, boy, I, and I think, I think that he's, he's so good at doing that, running that zone read, that part of it could translate this Saturday and allow him to be such a multifaceted dual-threat player. The, the, if, when you run the spread option offense – and you only have one back in there with Trevon Williams or Keith Ford. I mean, one back and the quarterback. You've got to – and you don't have a lead blocker until you actually put 86 or 89 or 15 in. Then you've got to have a second runner, and that guy's got to be number 11. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And I've got down here keys to win. If we're going to beat Alabama – Kellen Mond has got to pass. He passed for 70% the last two games. Uh, it, actually, it was the, not the last two games, but two out of the three games. <clears throat> the Louis, the uh, Arkansas game, it was 51%, but we had five to seven drops. We're going to have that. But there was no interceptions. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so he's really protecting the ball. He's doing really good as a quarterback to manage the game. But we need his legs at crucial times, especially the, the, the thing that really Kellen Mond is going to look good at this coming Saturday. Ride the tailback, drop back, and they rush four. And that, that two technique or three technique goes a little wider or a little inside and leaves gap two or gap one open. Then he needs to take it down and make the first down. Because if we keep the ball, that means a team that scores 48 points an average and 123, wasn't it, the last two games, that means that Gabe Bach and Jimmy Wright are over there pinching blackheads watching somebody (laughs) else play. See? Yeah, it makes life – when Mon does what he did in the second half, it makes life a lot easier on those backs. And they're very talented anyway, and they can make some things happen anyway. And they were still doing their part in the first half anyway. Right. But when Mon was able to open them up, look what Keith Ford did in the second half. That's right. He was a grown man. This is a big boy football game. This is the kind of football game that Keith Ford gets up for most. See, if you – You want to have a guy like Keith Ford in your stable when you play Alabama. See, if Kellen Mon 
can just make, if it's six yards, make six and a half, we keep the ball. I'm going to show you something. In the two games that the defense has really looked good, I mean really looked good, they kept the team to 56 snaps and the rushing down, and A&M ran 76 snaps each time. All right, that's 20 possession. That's 20 snaps more that the defense is resting. That's five possessions. Yes. I mean, that, you know, and that's the nine minutes that, you, that, that gives you the time of possession, see. And A&M has got to figure out how they can run some people. Now, if they, if they don't want Kellen Mond to run, then surprise Alabama and play number 86 as the ace back for a lead blocker and play Keith Ford and Trevon Williams together and get uh, Jacob uh, Cabote ready with Kendall Bussey because they've, they've played three backs and they've all done well in the running game and catching passes. Our thanks to Jimmy Wright when we come back. Slamming Sammy Khan of ESPN.com in studio. We'll talk A&M and Alabama next on the Texas Maroon and White Report, CRN Sports Network. Bach with you. It's the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's look at the keys to keeping it close with Alabama coming in. The number one ranked Crimson Tide, Texas A&M, having won four straight games. Been a little inconsistent, but pretty exciting brand of football here of late for Texas A&M. And have found a way to close out games, but face the biggest competition, the toughest tests uh, possible in college football this weekend at home. The Aggies are a 26-and-a-half point underdog at the time that we're recording this show. Joining us in studio to break that down is Sam Kahn of ESPN.com. Five years, not to the calendar, but five years to the game since the 2012 win. Mm-hmm. I know you're kind of working on a little something. Might be, yes. Uh, is that going to be released? Can you give us a I believe teaser? it is. I believe it is tomorrow. Actually, I just got an email from my editor. We're in the editing process right now. Good. I believe it is So you finished writing it, writing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably – we'll probably – you know, add a little bit here and there, you know, mess with it a little bit today. Mm-hmm. But it's a retrospective. But it's, look back it is at the a re- retrospective. Basically, yeah, it is essentially an oral history of the 2012 game because it's been five years since that upset over Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Wow. And it was it was fun to go back and talk to, I you know, talk to a handful of players, coaches, uh, my colleague Alex Scarborough, who, who lives in Birmingham, talked to some folks on the Alabama side. And oh, wow. so we we uh, we got a pretty good selection of voices and you know you learned a few things that that was in, that was the fun part for me is I learned a few things and uh you know it was fun to kind of you know go back through all that with with some of these folks and I'll probably actually I the, the one guy I haven't asked about it yet is Kevin so I'll probably ask him today to oh yeah kind of put the cherry on top of it well that's the thing too when you talk to the guys whose number I gave you they're making up new stuff mm-hmm. so that's why you <laughs> learn a bunch of stuff <laughs> Because the, in their own mind, it just gets – they help prepare. You know how big things, the legend just keeps yes, growing and, yes. and you learn new – it's because the people, the characters involved in it keep making up new stuff, and it perpetuates the legend. Yeah. Especially the the Neelys of the world. Let's yeah, say. I know, right? Yeah, I, but I, I will tell you, though, um, it was uh, it was it was fun. And like I said, you, you, do, you do learn that there are some things – and, you know, there's some things you had a kind of a sense of, but – it's it's interesting to look at it from a rear view as opposed to you know all the buildup and in the moment mm-hmm. with everybody experienced five years ago. All right, so your thoughts on let's go back for a minute. Just A and M South Carolina, how the Ags closed it out was very impressive. Mm-hmm. They're going to need to do that for four quarters, obviously, to hang with the team coming in here this weekend. But that was it was it's nice to see the growth, step by step incremental growth of this young team. Yeah, and again, we go back to what we were talking about last week, a week before, is learning how to finish games and. The, the only game they haven't, quote-unquote, finished was the first one. You know, yep. every other game they have found a way to finish, even if it was against a lesser opponent. But they finished at Arkansas or against Arkansas, and they finished against South Carolina in a, in a situation when you're down 10 at home, you know, in an SEC game. That's not an easy situation. So with a team that's this young in so many key spots. So that was huge. 
you know, getting after the you know quarterback was huge. You know, the 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 play up front defensively, I think, is probably the most encouraging because now you've gotten that back to back weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, Landis Durham getting off again is a big deal, and you know, the the third down defense was was fantastic. So. You know, you you got you got to be really pleased with those developments. Yeah, these are all things A and M is going to have to do. I mean, fifteen point four percent on third down for South Carolina, and then offensively forty three percent. They held the ball eight minutes longer than South Carolina, but Bama's not South Carolina, mm -hmm. and this Alabama team is coming in, and just by the numbers, sheer numbers, they're playing as good a football as they played in the Saban era. Yes, in a two game stretch, hundred twenty five to three. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. And they're not good football teams by any stretch, but Vandy was very hot coming yes. in. Ole Miss is begging to – I mean, at this point, they're probably in a spiral. Mm -hmm. at, uh, but at the same time, Bama is going above them. It could have made it even worse on both occasions, just complete and utter blowouts. You're getting them at a bad time, mm -hmm. and you're getting them in a, in a time where they're they're just an incredibly good football team. So, how, in your opinion, just let's lay it out for a minute. How does A&M – keep this game relatively close how does a and make a football game out of it as they did last year mm -hmm. and as they did the year before that without the pick sixes it might have been a different story I mean really honestly to me it comes down to taking care of the football because the last two years they have been competitive but the biggest key has been not being able to take care of the football especially yep. in key spots you can't turn the ball over in this game you absolutely cannot mm -mm. so especially with this team who I feel like you know when you're as when you're a freshman at quarterback you know when you have that situation you have to be really careful, and they're going to have to stick to what they do. But Alabama makes it so tough because you're a running team, and that's what they defend best. So, you know, you're going to have to be very creative, and Kellamon is going to have to make some big throws, and, you know, Damian or Damian Ratleys of the world are going to have to beat guys downfield and come up with some big catches like mm -hmm. they have been doing. Yep. It's just asking, you know, a lot to do it against this team. Uh, that don't turn the ball over. Run the football, and their defense has to – they have to get after – Jalen Hurts. I mean, I mean, for, well, first and foremost, they've got to stop, you know, the run, the run game. But that's a given with against them at all times. And what's but, that mean? I mean, they run for 316 yards a game. A and M's 15th against the run right now, so have proven that they can do it. But now they got to keep the them ultimate. This is the best running team in America that yeah. actually throws the football too. Yeah, and and the thing is, for A and M is at least they do have the kind of depth that you want now. Defensive tackle. Yeah, they, they kind of yeah. have some of the players at linebacker mm -hmm. now. Good so I think they're linebacker. better. They're, in my opinion, and it's a little bit. I feel like they're not as, you know, for instance, the last few years they've been kind of beat up in some to some extent going into this game. I don't think that's the case as much. You know, I don't think they got beat up at Arkansas the way they had the previous years Bingo. against Arkansas. Yep. So this team is physically in a little bit better shape. You know, from a health standpoint, I think so that helps. And so that helps your run game. The magic number is, I think, for them rushing historically in the Sumlin era is 180. If they allow less than 180, I think it is, or something like that, uh, then they're in better shape. And if it's you more, take that in a heartbeat, if you're an Aggie fan, yeah, I take two. I take 199 right now. Yeah, today, if I'm an Aggie fan going into this matchup, looking at the run defense, which is improved, but looking at how well they can run the football, especially with give Dable credit. I mean, he's just like Jalen's a running back. Yes, I mean he's a quarterback, but he's a running play, back. Play to your guy's strengths. Our thanks to Slam and Sammy Khan. We'll take a timeout, and when we come back, we'll close the show by running down the SEC schedule and a quick pick of the games that matter against the spread, and we'll look at the keys to Texas A&M and Alabama. It's coming your way next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryan or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. 
Why have over 3 million guys switched to Harry's razors? Because at Harry's, we give you less. We make just one razor with five German-engineered blades. All you need for a smooth and comfortable shave. Man, we got rid of upcharges. By owning the factory and cutting out the middleman, we're able to sell our high-quality blades for ridiculous prices every day. Now we're dropping the ridiculous sound effects guy. Wait, why? Not everyone can give you high quality and an amazing price. Harry's. One perfect razor. None of the extra noise. As a special offer for radio listeners, get an $18 shave set with an added bonus for free when you visit harrys.com and use code 5252 at sign up. Just cover a few bucks for shipping. That's harrys.com code 5252 to redeem your shave set. Again, it's harrys.com code 5252. Please note, no sound effects guys were harmed in the making of this radio recording. Check out the Groupon app where you can save up to infinity, theoretically speaking. Actually, you can save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Suppose you save $10 on tacos and took that $10 and used it to get more great restaurant deals on Groupon, like Italian or Chinese. Pretty soon, you could save a ton. Brunch? Check Groupon. Dinner plans? Check Groupon. Hungry? Use the top-rated Groupon app to save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Windstorm. Oh, hey, how's it going? It's me, Windstorm. Anywho, just wanted to check up, see if you had a good weekend. Oh, and by the way, I accidentally smashed all of your patio furniture into your house and I can't pay for the damage. (laughs) But mostly, I just wanted to check up, say hello, and hope you had a great weekend. Later, Gator. Windstorms never pay for wind damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowners insurance. Back, Gabe Bach with you. The final segment of the Texas Ag's Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network and in Alabama, a 6:15 kickoff on ESPN this Saturday. Coming from Kyle Field. Before we look at that game, let's run down quickly the games that matter in the SEC, and all of them do really. Two teams have a bye, but 12 teams are playing, and this is the first time this season that every game involving the SEC this week actually is a conference game, SEC versus SEC. And it kicks off Saturday at 11 o'clock on ESPN with number five, Georgia, scalding hot, playing Vanderbilt, which has come back to earth the last couple of weeks, 0-2, and blowout losses against Alabama and at Florida last week. It's Georgia at Vandy. The Dogs trying to avenge last season's upset to the Commodores' upset loss. 11 o'clock on ESPN, the Bulldogs favored by 17 and a half. And the way they're playing, combined with – I know this is in Nashville, but also combined with the way Vanderbilt isn't and the way they're they're really struggling right now the last couple of weeks. And it looked like fool's gold here what they were able to start – what they did at the start of this season. I think Georgia covers this easily. At least a three, four-score win for Georgia the way they're playing defense – against an offense that just can't run. They're one-dimensional with Kyle Shermer. That's not a good uh, That's not a good combination there. So I think Georgia rolls at Nashville this season – or this weekend at, at Vanderbilt. Ole Miss at number 12, Auburn, 11 o'clock on the SEC Network. Tigers favored by 21-and-a-half. And Ole Miss, I believe, is ready to pack it in at this point. They're in a downward spiral that they're not going to come out of this season. They're also awaiting the sanctions and everything coming out from the NCAA – starting to feel a little bit like Baylor last year, just happening earlier in the season than it did for Baylor last season. I think Ole Miss gets drilled on the plains against Auburn. So Auburn will cover that 21-and-a-half pretty easily, I think. LSU at number 21, Florida. Very interesting game. It's on CBS at 2.30. Gators favored by three. You know, I think this game will probably get bet up before kickoff, and that spread will be a little bit larger. I think Florida – roles right now and I know they don't have Tyree Cleveland and I know Del Rio got hurt Frank started doing some stuff late in that game though last week against Vanderbilt which is a better defense than LSU they're running the ball Florida had five rushing touchdowns in an 11 game stretch in their previous 11 games before last week but ran for five touchdowns last week P Ryan and Davis a good one-two punch of young backs freshman sophomore and I 
we're going to find out if Florida's running game is for real. A&M will get them next week, but it's LSU this week, which is licking their wounds, has a lot to prove back against the wall. I just don't think they're good enough. I think Florida easily covers that three. It's going to be about a 10-point win for the Gators at the Swamp. Arkansas at South Carolina, 3 o'clock on the SEC Network. Razorbacks on the road at the time of this recording, favored by uh, one and a half points. And I'm going to go with the home team. South Carolina, you can take the points if you want it. I don't know if you'll need them. South Carolina wins this game outright. It'll be a pillow fight, though, but I think they'll pull it out. Missouri at Kentucky in a game that really doesn't matter at all. It matters more for Kentucky as they're just trying to keep pace in the SEC East. 6.30 on the SEC Network. A man, Tom Hart, with a call with Jordan Rogers and Cole Kubelik. Wildcats favored by 10. And Kentucky covers because Missouri is just brutally bad. Now, they had a bye last week to lick their wounds and try to regroup. I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, they are a disaster. Right now, they're a disaster offensively and defensively. They've been, a, uh, they've been horrible defensively for quite a while. Kentucky's got some talent. Steven Johnson's playing good football. There's speed out there on the outside and a couple of good backs. Benny Snell's really good. Kentucky rolls at home and covers that 10 quite easily. And A&M and Alabama, 615. Kyle Field on ESPN, Crimson Tide. At the time we're recording here, favored by 26.5 points. That seems like a lot of points. My players to watch, you start with Kellen Mond, the most important player. There's not really a backup quarterback right now. Lots of injuries at quarterback and a team that can bludgeon you and a quarterback that's still a little bit rail thin as a true freshman can really run the zone read game and is electric, but is going to be running the football, going to be in harm's way. Kellen Mond has got to be your number one player to watch. He's got to be a playmaker, but he's also got to be smart. He's got to do it with his arm and legs. And that QB run game can open up a lot of stuff for Keith Ford, who's another player to watch. And he's got to get going with Christian Kirk and get hooked up early and often. Kirk has to get 10 touches from the on offense in this game. you got to get him the football by any way necessary, but attack this defense a little bit. Sideways stuff doesn't work against Alabama. Defensively, Zaycoven Henderson is playing great football at defensive tackle. Landis Durham, fourth in the nation in sacks with five and a half. What a star and great story he's been. Tyrell Dotson in the middle of the defense. A&M's the 15th-ranked run defense in college football right now, and A&M is fourth in the SEC in run defense going up against the number four rushing attack in college football, and Tyrell Dotson, Zaykoven, Kiki down there at defensive tackle. But these linebackers, Dotson and Watts and Hines, are going to be significant. And uh, Buddy Johnson, too. You'll probably see some three linebackers on the field at the same time. So that means Buddy Johnson will be on the field at the same linebacker position. you got to get great play, but it starts with a man in the middle, Tyrell Dotson, and Armani Watts on the back end. Look. Your best two players can't each can't both have a bad game on the same night. And that's what happened last week. And AM struggled really because of that. There's some other factors too, but that was a big part of it. Armani Watts got to come play some football. Don't take so many chances that you give up big plays on the other side, but still be aggressive because Armani Watts' aggressiveness is his number one characteristic. So He's got to come play. Big player to watch. My keys to the game. We'll run through these fast. Number one, the good A&M must show up for four quarters. That has not yet happened, but we've seen the good A&M in every game. So can you extend that and make this a football game? Number two, you got to get outstanding quarterback play from Kellen Mond. He needs to be this. He needs this to be his best game yet by a mile. He's going to have to play great. He's got to start strong and continue that moving forward. Number three, you got to win the turnover battle probably by two. No more than one turnover in this game for Texas A&M. Do not allow also a non-offensive touchdown like a pick six. There's a big difference in throwing an interception on a deep ball that works like a punt on third and ten and then throwing a sideways route that goes the other way for Mika Fitzpatrick or or Wallace, Levi Wallace or somebody like that. They're known to do it. When they do it, they're almost impossible to beat. Number four, got to find a way to run the football. A&M is running the football very well right now, the number 14 rushing attack in the country, number two in the SEC. But this is Alabama and the number one ranked rushing off rush, rushing defense in the league, number two in the country. No matter if you check that, yeah, number two in the country behind Michigan only, and they've got to find a way. Now, how many yards are you expecting? I'll take 150 on the ground easily right now. 
A&M's not been able to do that since Johnny. They did it both years. Johnny was here, but they've got a good running quarterback that's going to help, but you've got to run the football. They need a big game from Kirk, not only as a receiver, but also in the special teams. He showed up big as a freshman and made it a tight, helped make it a tight game two years ago at Kyle Field. Number six, you got to limit explosive plays in the run game and hold Alabama under 200. I'm not asking for a ton. This team runs for 316 yards a game. You're averaging about 94 yards allowed. Get somewhere in the middle there. 200. Hold them under 200, and I think you come out pretty happy about that. Number seven, you got to get home on your blitzes. You can hit Hurts. You can pressure Hurts, but he's got the ability to wiggle out of there. And when he wiggles out, it's not a seven-yard run and a slide down right at the sticks for a first down it's way more than that it's house call a lot of times he breaks down the defense under pressure and then runs for 60 because there's a divide in there between the pass rush and the next level of defense and that's all he needs is a little crease all right you got to hit him early hit him often and do not allow him to escape when pressured number eight you don't get sucked in too much by the run game you're going to you're going to want to put seven eight in the box for sure you're going to want to try to put so much focus on stopping that run but Hertz has the ability with five-star receivers like Sims and Foster and of course Calvin Ridley to beat you deep over the top and that's been A&M's kryptonite defensively so you can't put so much on focus on it that you commit your other safety in and all of a sudden your back safety allows the defense to get up over the top you've got to be smart on the back end do and keep everything in front of you number nine hold up in the special teams department look florida state offense to offense defense to defense actually played alabama relatively evenly but they got killed in the special teams department and that's how alabama can beat you the all-important third phase at least play even if not slightly better in the special teams department, and that's asking for a lot. But A&M's a good special teams. And then finally, you got to keep it rocking all night, right? Uh, rock and roll all night and party every day at Kyle Field. You've got to make this as good of an environment as it could possibly be. It felt like the difference last week. Make it a difference this week, all right? Against a team like Alabama, even, you can get a significant advantage. Turn this into a full-fledged, home field advantage at Kyle Field. That means you got to play some good defense, get Kyle Field going. If Kyle Field's going, it's going to help A&M play good defense. So make it happen at Kyle Field Aggies. My score prediction is 34-17. to 17. Tech, uh, Alabama will win the game. I think A&M keeps it close for a bit, but ultimately that inconsistency factor, the inexperience of this football team finally catches up with A&M in the second half. But I do believe it's going to be quite a – Fun little football game Saturday, 6-15 on ESPN at Kyle Field. Hope you enjoyed the show. Gabe Bach with you. Thanks to everybody for making the show possible. Thanks to Ola Buchanan, Jimmy Wright, and Sam Kahn for coming in on the program today. Texas A&M and Bama. We'll break it down next week and look ahead to my first trip to the swamp for A&M in Florida. That's all coming your way next week on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.